People of the world, welcome to Send It Rising Live, your show about social media news, tech marketing, entrepreneurship, and so much more. So much rebranding, so much Send It Rising Live. Super follows the main story of the day. We're going to be talking about how all iOS users can now do that. There are scaffolds, various prices that you can pay to super follow, super follow various users on Twitter. This is just the Netflixization of the internet where everything is a monthly fee. We're going to be talking about um, Sfermian, S-F-E-R, Sfermian, raising $100 million um, on an NFT fund. Everyone's talking about NFTs. You're going to get caught up in the hype. We're going to see Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube lose nearly $10 billion after iPhone privacy changes. That's insane. So it just goes to show that the hardware folks are not, you know, laying down to the gods of Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. They're saying, you know what, we'll make whatever decisions we want, um, and we'll show you just how much revenue we can evaporate of yours. Facebook froze as anti-vaccine comments swarmed users. We'll dive into what that is and what that means. Facebook is enabling a new generation of touchy-feely robots from Engadget. That'll be an interesting article to go over. And Crypto.com is now the number one app in the Google Play Store in the United States. That'll tell you a little bit about crypto. So let's start with the main story of the day. We're talking about super follows now available to all iOS users. Um, Twitter blue detailed. So according to 9to5Mac.com, all links to all articles in the description if you want to check them out. Twitter announced that every iOS user can now start using the super follow feature. Uh, it comes a couple of months after the company rolled out the function for users in the US and Canada. As spotted by The Verge, the news was shared by the Twitter support page saying everyone globally in iOS now has this option. So here are the subscription prices. You got $2.99 a month, $4.99 and $9.99 for people to monetize bonus behind the scenes content for their most engaged followers. So you have to have more than 10,000 followers, be at least 18 years old, and have tweeted 25 times within the last 30 days. That's the policy. According to The Verge, users are eligible, eligible to earn up to 90, 97% of this revenue. Um, Twitter just taking 3%. If a user earns $50,000, they can earn up to 80% of revenue, while Twitter will increase its share up to 20% of future earnings. So really... Uh, Twitter is making the gamble that the vast majority of um, incredible content creators, the big ones, the whales is where they're going to make their money and they're not going to take as much money from the people that don't make as much. You've got to wonder, I mean, if if Trump was still on Twitter, which he's not, then, you know, how much money would he have made just on this alone? And it begs the question um, for former presidents, um, you know, former politicians, I mean, they're going to be, be able to make boatloads of money. Um, with these sorts of things, but it just goes to show that the internet is going to be split into the haves and the have-nots. Um, so if you've got money to throw at something like this, well, you're going to have to basically, you know, uh, be successful to access content on the internet. Now, you could always make the argument that, you know, books back in the day, you know, you couldn't access, you know, the written word uh, as easily uh, as someone who could just buy the book. That's fair. But I mean, the entire economy is going to based, be based on things like this. So let's take a look at the different features. You'll be able to undo tweets. You'll have ad-free articles, app icons, upload longer videos, um, app themes, custom navigation, pinned conversations, and then obviously reach, actually getting this content. So I guess 
there's a lot of super fans out there. I don't really understand it. Um, I am not that into, um, how do you explain it? I am, uh, not that into, uh, you know, any one celebrity where I feel like it's worth, you know, a monthly subscription for me to buy into the sorts of things, but I'm sure there's lots and lots and lots of people that are more than happy to fork over this money. So we'll see. Let's take a look at this $100 million NFT fund as Facebook stokes the metaverse mania. So there's an NFT investment firm that focuses on the experiential infrastructure that involves the NFT space. So no idea how to pronounce their name. Sfermian is an investment firm led by a crypto podcaster by the name of Andrew Steinwald. And he says he's raised $100 million, which doesn't surprise me at all. There is so much money in crypto. It's insane. I know someone who just made a million dollars. Absolutely nuts. And a lot of these people are 18 years old, 20, 23, 26. They've got $6 million and they'll throw it in more, you know, Bitcoin. And now all of a sudden they're worth 15 million and all of a sudden they're worth 22 million. It's wild. So apparently, according to this Spermian mission, um, ushering in the advent of the metaverse, there's a digital layer sitting on top of the real world uh, via the internet, virtual reality and augmented reality. Okay. Yep. We get it. We know. So these crypto investors are interested in NFTs, obviously, and apparently there is some significant um, intersection. My understanding of NFTs is that using the Ethereum blockchain, you can create a um, contract that is, I don't know, it's as binding as any other contract because it's on the Ethereum blockchain and anyone at any point will be able to go and see it. I think it's ridiculous that we have these companies, um, you know, like title companies for real estate. I get it. They are incredibly important given the current paper sort of strategy that we have but i mean they're going to quickly be made obsolete by things like nfts where you just go on the ethereum blockchain and it's obvious that this person spent x amount of money to purchase x asset and it's all there it's all on the ledger it's also going to be very interesting for governments to try to jump in here and be like well you owe x amount of tax and there's going to be no way for people to kind of the only thing they'll be able to do is muddy the waters and obfuscate what it is they purchase because the purchase itself will be publicly available for anyone to be able to see is my understanding of it. We shall see. But anyway, if you're not in NFTs yet, just know that a lot of money is funneling into them. You know, we talked about super follows um, and now we have an article from uh, FT.com, Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube lose nearly $10 billion after iPhone privacy changes. This is absolutely insane to me. Forcing apps to ask for permission to track users for advertising purposes led to a big hit for social media platforms. So, so basically, Apple made a decision that they estimate cost nine point eight point excuse me nine point eight five billion of revenue to evaporate from uh, the aforementioned Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, their advertising businesses are shaken by the rules. Apple introduced its app tracking transparency policy in April, which forced apps to ask for permission before they track the behavior of users to serve them personalized ads. So, I mean, the you could look at it this way. Um, hooray, privacy. So there's a lot of um, people that would look at this and think that's amazing. Um, you may see that your ads are much worse. You know what I mean? Like the ads that you're seeing and that are targeted towards you might just be completely irrelevant. I mean, I remember watching TV and thinking like, why am I seeing an ad for Depends? I saw a lot of ads for depends. I'm kidding. The point is that if you know you're seeing something that's totally off the mark now, um, that's because of privacy policies like this. Um, that being said, you know, do you really want someone you know targeting ads that are specifically designed for you? If you don't have a lot of willpower, no, you do not, because you end up buying those things. So most users have opted out, according to the uh, article, leaving advertisers in the dark about how to target them. Advertisers have responded by cutting back their spending on Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
and have diverted their budgets elsewhere. Of course they have. Absolutely they have. Um, I mean, that's if you're targeting the iPhone market. Now, obviously, if you're targeting like an Apple desktop, I, I would assume that these privacy policies have not been enacted, but we shall see. So Latame, an advertising technology company whose clients include the weather company and McClatchy estimated the fourth, excuse me, the four tech platforms lost 12% of revenue in the third and fourth quarters. If you're a big stock person, you know, this is worth noting. Um, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, $10 billion loss, estimated loss based on this iPhone policy change. Facebook froze as anti-vaccine comments swarmed users. This from WKBN.com. Last spring, a false claim about vaccine safety threatened to undermine the world's response to COVID-19. According to the article, researchers at Facebook found they could reduce vaccine misinformation by tweaking how vaccine posts showed up. Yet despite evidence that it worked, Facebook took a full month to implement the changes at a pivotal time in the global vaccine rollout. I'm not sure I care about this article. I'm moving right along. Facebook is enabling a new generation of touchy-feely robots. So the company's AI research lab, according to Engadget.com, has created an entire suite of tactile technologies. Without a sense of touch, Frankenstein's monster would never have been realized, would never have realized that fire bad. And we would have an unstoppable reanimated killing machine on our hands. Okay, great. So Facebook apparently is looking at robotics research um, and uh, Zuckerberg is uh, weighing in. He says, quote, I can't find any good reason for us to work on robotics. So that was the start of our fair. Find any good, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense that we're not going to work on robotics. Okay, so then after a few, oh, here we go. So he wasn't into it. That's what they're saying. Then after a few years, Mark Zuckerberg continues, it became clear that a lot of interesting progress in AI work is happening in the context of robotics because this is the nexus of where people in AI research are trying to get to the full loop of perception, reasoning, planning, and action. So, okay. So we've got Facebook AI research, and that's where robotics is, as he mentions, a nexus point. So as such, the Facebook AI research, it's known as FAIR, Facebook AI research, has centered its tactile technology research on four main areas of study, hardware, simulation, processing, and perception. We've already seen FAIR's hardware efforts. The digit, apparently that's a low-cost compact, high-resolution tactile sensor that Facebook first announced in 2020. Unlike conventional tactile sensors, it uh, is vision-based. That's insane. So what we have here is uh, robots that can grab eggs. Oh, man, this is nuts. All right, so Facebook has infinite money, right? And so because they have infinite money, they are in the robotics game. Um, and they've got these incredible feedback mechanisms that allow the, the hands to, just similar to a person, not squish the object, basically. Um, and they're also using um, vision to, to understand the object itself as opposed to other means like pressure. Um, so it's in combination. So yeah, I mean, we live in that time, guys. I mean, you realize that, you know that. I don't have to tell you that uh, we live in the time where AI is going to meet. Um... Oh, hey, Lisa. Shout out to Lisa and chat. Thank you for saying interesting. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we live in interesting times. So Facebook is uh, working on touchy-feely robots. Um, crypto is exploding. NFTs are now a thing. Um, the blockchain is real and uh, the metaverse is being created. Remember that in the European Union, Facebook's gonna hire 10,000 people there. Um, I'll make my argument one more time that these uh, global institutions are stronger than many governments. Moving right along, crypto.com, to make my point even further, is the number one app in the Google Play Store in the United States. 
The Exchange's app was also the third most downloaded on the U.S. Apple App Store last week, but has since fallen to 20th. Whoa. So cryptocurrency exchange crypto.com now tops the chart as the most downloaded app for the U.S. Google Play Store across all categories. Absolutely nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. As I mentioned before, I know someone who just made a boatload of money um, on a crypto long shot and just killed it. Absolutely killed the game. Um, as I mentioned before, the Ethereum blockchain is going to allow us to do things like purchase homes on the blockchain, purchase cars, that sort of thing. And there's going to be a whole layer of unnecessary bureaucracy. Um, and so for the critics that say it uses a lot of electricity, you're not wrong. It uses an inordinate amount of electricity, yet here we are. Um, just like any new technology, it's it's pretty rough before it gets better. Um, I'm starting to think that we're going to be able to, to develop a Earth AI that allows us to strategically plant specific um, trees and plants in certain areas using drones to drop seeds uh, all over the world. Um, and will also give us AI-based um, understanding of carbon emissions. And it's we're basically going to have this incredible thermostat for the planet that's AI based. Um, so that's where the solution I think lies is robots in, in similar ways, uh, for them to them solving a chess game. Um, they're better than any human. I think we're going to have them take a look at global uh, greenhouse gas emissions and economies at scale. And the AI is going to spit out results that we're just going to follow. Um, I think this idea of, uh, robot overlords will be preceded by the concept that we are going to ask them for the answer. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the robot spits out the answer to everything is 42. So basically, if we ask an incredible um, AI robot to um, give us the answer to, say, you know, reduce the temperature by X, and it gives out an entire plan, it will look just like a chessboard. It'll say, well, if you move here, do this. If, it, if this, then that. If this, then that. And it's going to be much more dynamic than just give me the answer. It's going to be, okay, here's the scenario as it stands in this millisecond. And every moment that it changes which is to say every every time we move a chess piece on the chessboard, it will give us the next best move. And the most incredible thing about the intelligence um, of uh, say chess AI is that you don't, they look stupid, the moves look crazy. And so that's gonna be our relationship with um, this kind of technology. We're gonna ask it to tell us things like, how do we get to um, full virtual environment? And it'll say, create this thing. And we'll be like, why do we take rock salt and <laughs> add it to this? processor why would we do that and then we do it and we realize oh it's like the best possible thing and it got us to this place and and so following a greater intelligence that's kind of like listening to your parents <laughs> or listening to your grandparents they're like you really should study your multiplication tables and you're like why should I, why do i need to know what seven times seven is and then you realize that's incredibly important for the rest of your life um so we're, there's going to be an intelligence that is beyond the intelligence of any intelligence we've ever known and we're going to start asking it um pretty sublime questions economic questions um global health questions etc. Um, and it will just go and show us how incredibly ignorant we are um, by comparison. So we live in incredible times. Um, will this uh, robot become sentient and will it do things that we consider to be morally evil? I don't know. I have no idea. But I am hopeful for our future. I am hopeful for humanity. We've made it thus far. The planet's made it this far. And it does seem as though this technology is an evolution of the planet. It's as if we're creating a brain. That's what it seems like to me is the internet is the earth's brain. Call me crazy, but that's what I think. Let's recap the articles for the day. Super follow is now available to all iOS users. That's a big deal because they've been talking about it for a long time. It is a pathway for Twitter to um, hit revenue goals that they've been aiming for all these years. 
And uh, it also goes to show that everything is a subscription now and there is no getting away from it. If you want to be part of the internet economy, um, get incredible backstage sort of stuff, it's pay to play. Twitter wants um, to make money by doing that. They don't want to sell advertising as much as they want people to directly give them money. Um, they would not. They would rather not have to use the advertisers for these sorts of things. Think Netflix, right? Like Netflix is making a ton of money just based off your subscription fees. They love that. Um, $100 million raised in NFTs. If you're unfamiliar with NFTs, I suggest you research it. Snap, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube lose nearly $10 billion after iPhone privacy changes. Man, I talk about social media a lot. I don't talk about Apple a lot, which just goes to show that the hardware that itself, uh, those providers, I mean, they're like, look, we, we choose. It's our choice, man. I mean, we get it that if we, you know, don't allow you to download Facebook on our phones, you know, we will lose a lot of people purchasing our phones. But uh, it just goes to show that if they want to make a huge change, they are a massive player in the game. And they they have basically evaporated $10 billion of advertising um, for Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. <coughs> Excuse me. So how will that pan out? We shall see. <coughs> That's how you know we're a live show. Facebook's enabling a new generation of touchy-feely robots. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, I uh, I see robots in fields. I see, I mean, they're already in the fields. I see AI robots um, perfectly choosing the perfect time to harvest. I mean, the other thing too is like, if you had AI plows and AI um, farm farming vehicles, basically they, they could go out at two in the morning. I mean, they could realize that, um, that it's about to frost because they've got that temperature gauge on them and start to harvest, you know, at, I don't know, midnight 30 one day because they ran through the algorithm and realized that the highest food production output is based on them doing that at that point. I mean, we are on to a path that this, oof, it's beautiful. I love it. It's going to be great. I really do think that crypto.com number one app and the Google play store. Look, we've got global companies. We have global currency. You know what I mean? I think this the the idea of like coins is so incredibly antiquated. You know, like literal coins that used to carry around. I mean, welcome to uh, welcome to the new age. Here we are. All right. Well, I hope you're as optimistic as I am about the future. I know a lot of people are pretty pessimistic. Um, haha. Lisa said, "Listening, dear aunt." That's funny. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join Aunt Lisa in chat. All you got to do is go to youtube.com forward slash send it rising, youtube.com forward slash send it rising. Um, and here you are. Um, there's a little box over there that you can chat and ask me any questions you want. If you are listening after the fact, just shoot us an email, info, info at senditrising.com. And there you have it. If you download a bunch of podcasts on iTunes or Spotify from the show, it really helps with the algorithm. That's one way to help us. Another way is to go to youtube.com, uh, hit that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up. Go to multiple videos, leave multiple comments, that sort of stuff. You know I love you, and I do appreciate everyone that swings by the show. It means the world to me, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, oh, yo, what up, Janine? Janine's showing up in chat. You're the cool one, Janine. Janine, with uh, formerly of the United Way of Southern Nevada. Uh, thanks for swinging on by the show, guys. Really appreciate it. Swing by YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button if you would, please. And we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.